save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast Storage Sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast Storage Sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, if you're on the northeast side of San Antonio and you're trying to travel around the northeast side, it's a mess. Wow. Yeah. Shocking. We got problems out there. Right. Uh, in fact, um, I, I think several lanes are shut down on IH 35, the northeast side of San Antonio. So, But, I mean, we've come to expect that, haven't we? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My heart breaks a little for you every day when yeah. you just want to get home. And <laughs> I don't have, you know, I, I dealt with it the first couple of years I was here. Yeah. I don't miss that at all. Well, man. they got two hours to clean it up, and then, wow. I'm, then I'm coming through, whether it's cleaned up or not. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot of stuff we can dive off. Why don't you lead off here? You throw something at me. Well, I, I mean, the well, we thing don't I, usually do it that way, but that's why not? Fine. No, it. no, I'm, I'm just laughing. I mean, the world is going to hell, but we got a naked guy, and it's a small world. I, I Well, Disney was in the news yesterday because they reported to the SEC that, well, yeah, our political stuff has kind of hurt our bottom line, and it's hurting our shareholders. I mean, they had to come clean with this stuff, you know, and uh, on uh, at the same time that story's breaking, this story is making its way around of a guy who, frankly, in my mind, looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Really weird. Napoleon Dynamite-looking guy in, yeah. in a pair of short yoga pants gets out of the ride... <laughs> And starts bathing in the water. Eventually, he rips off the pants outside. He's buck-ass naked, uh, bebopping around around, uh, uh, It's a Small World. First and foremost, if you're going to get naked and you're a dude, It's a Small World is probably not the one. Did you just say that? Yes. I said that to Don Morgan at 3 o'clock. When Don got here this morning, (laughs) I walked, Don, where'd you go? I walked here and I said, you know, the the worst. The worst place in the world for yeah. you to, if you're a dude a and you want, you got to do some hanging out. Don't do it, and it's a no. small world. Go to Big Thunder Mountain. Go to the pirate <laughs> thing, you know. Don't, big don't, Thunder Mountain. Big, oh, Big Thunder Mountain, right? Be a man. <laughs> but you know, uh, authorities suspect he might have been on a controlled substance. Do, do you think? I think he might have been a little messed up. Is that possible? Well, and if you're freaking out on drugs and you're in a Disney ride, boy, what a mental trip you're taking, man. I, I used to work with the guy here at the station a long time ago i'm talking about back in the dark ages that he used to do that he would go to these amusement parks <laughs> get naked well wouldn't get naked but he would get high <laughs> and, and he said country bear jamboree on lsd is a trip i imagine yeah, that's what he said singing bears yeah that's you right. Know, so, but you know what? <laughs> the naked guy at It's a Small World is kind of indicative of where Disney is right now. How That's so? where they are. How so? Because he's a naked, he's got a guy getting naked in front of little kids. Well, there you go. Which is kind of the same thing they're doing with their movie. They've lost $4 billion over the last few the last year, I thought it whatever, was thirteen or thir- is it thirteen? Hi, am I undercutting? These, it? I, uh, yeah, I thought it was thirteen on these movies. Well, it was like the past few releases. Yeah. They've lost billions of dollars, right? And why? Because naked guys are showing their stuff to little kids. Well, Essentially, yeah. whether you're talking about trans stuff or you got like a gay character who's having some issue or whatever, and you're preaching to him with all this woke stuff, essentially it's a guy getting naked in front of kids yeah. on, a, on a ride. Yeah. And they're suffering from it. You know what Turley said? Turley wrote the piece in, oh, yeah. in The Hill about, you know, they're reporting, they're filing to the SEC. And he was talking about Adam, Adam Smith, as a matter of fact, from the foundation of our country, right. the father, oh, yeah, right. father of free market. <laughs> right, right, right. That the free market, that people will vote with their dollars. The invisible hand, That's I think it. is what he called That's it. That's what he called it, yeah. the invisible hand. And people will vote with their dollars. If they don't like what you're doing, they're going to take their dollars and go somewhere else. And Jonathan Turley was saying that's exactly what they're going through right now, is that they have done all this stuff with the wildly popular parents' rights bill in Florida, and Disney stood against that. Right, They right. were totally Disney. against it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the family organization the was Paragon totally against it. Right. family entertainment in this country. Yeah, and, and now they had to file with the FEC 
that hey look we're we're really taking it uh, taking a hit here many hits because of our social justice issues that we have taken up and blah 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 right and yeah I think uh, Turley had quoted that they had lost thirteen billion it's on these over movies. four mo- that's what it, that's right yeah, yes four movies four billion. movies thirteen billion dollars yeah. and it's Disney yeah. I mean, you, you, all you have to do is make charming little movies for kids. So That's you all you really got to do. It's your job. Make some more Mary Poppins movies. Yeah. You know, do That's something funny. like... And, and they, they, they're obsessed with this crap. And I, I think you and I have talked about it. You brought this up. You know Disney very well. That the, the company itself has been really kind of infiltrated by these young, woke weirdos. And, and this is going on in a lot of businesses across America. That's right. It's the next generation of, of mid-level management and employees and marketing types and all that. They're coming right out of school and going into these corporate jobs, and they're bringing all that crap with them, and it's all they care about. They, care le- they don't care about the profit. No, sir. No, I mean, it, this, what Disney has done is even worse than the tranny in the bathtub with the Bud Light. This, this is an institution in this country that has produced family entertainment since its inception. Yeah, and, and so like you say with the guy, naked guy in uh, It's a Small World is indicative of Disney. I would say Disney is indicative of those woke corporations, oh, right? Yeah. That they are the ones who are you know, most recognizable here. But you've got Target. Target announced oh, yeah. last oh. night that you know they did that whole tucking thing with tucking underwear <laughs> baby for kid. Baby, or baby little, clothes. Infants, yeah. infants. They've got a new marketing director that's a tranny, right? Right. And their whole thing is we're really going to push this whole tranny wear stuff. Well, if they look at their numbers, which they, the, the only job they have is to make money for their shareholders. That's yes. the only job they That's have. It. And if they look at their numbers, their numbers at Target have been trending right into the toilet. Same thing that happened to, to Disney. And you're right, a million percent. These young airheads that are you know pushing this, whether it's through Disney or Target or whoever... They care about one thing and one thing only, and that's the agenda. They don't care if it's a good product. They don't care if it's if, if people are going to accept it. I'll give you another example. They just... Um, permanently or till further notice put on hold their release of the new snow white why oh, well because yeah. you had seven dwarfs yes. right and you couldn't have seven ah. dwarfs you couldn't have sleepy happy dopey and grumpy and all that couldn't have that what you had to have were seven characters so her name was not really snow white because you know white is a white privilege right it was whatever they were calling her and the seven characters and it got out we talked <laughs> yeah, about it. you and did. i talked yes, about it on the show and people went no, I don't think so. Oh, it's no. crazy. Yeah. And, and think about the inversion of that for a second, because I, I was kind of thinking about this in other terms. Uh, you know, you, you, these are the same people that say you can't play an obese person unless you're actually obese. You can't play a trans person unless you're actually trans. You can't play a black person unless you're actually black, or and all this stuff, right? Right. Uh, we got quotas now at the Oscar uh, level and all that stuff. And yet, they're saying to people with dwarfism, hey, you can't play a dwarf. Right. we we got to change the whole character because there's something about you and, and making you a character in this movie that's, a, that's insulting. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, that, that, see, none of it is. No, that's, that's it the whole thing. And people are waking up to the fact that, well, it doesn't make any sense. This, is, this is just really stupidity. Have you, I mean, you're more of a business guy than I am. Have you ever seen so many corporations just driving over the cliff as we're seeing right now with no. this stuff? No. No, they don't. I mean, do it. I don't. I don't know any of this stuff, and I know basic business economics. And why do they not know this will kill their business? You know how you win in business: you read the room and you super serve the room. Yes, that's how you win and block the exit. Well, block right. The exit. right. That's, but, that's what I've always said. You see, you you super serve those in the room, and when you are poking your fans in the face, your fans meaning family in Disney's right. case, you're poking them in the face, well, they're going to take off. They go away. <laughs> and know? that's what Turley was talking about. Yeah. And, and, you know, you talk about how freedom is, is your property and your money in, in many ways. I think Bill Maher said the same thing over the weekend. And, and Americans, yeah, especially in tight economic times where every dollar has to be considered where it's spent. Yeah, they're not gonna they're gonna waste that dollar on you on Disney or on Target. Yeah, with all this crap that's going on. I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, we we grew up as Disney fans. Our first trip was there in uh, my my first trip was there in seventy one when they first opened seventy two I guess. And uh, Nancy and I went in nineteen eighty four when we first got married. Right. And went numerous times. We have a a business that has you know sells right. Disney and so on and so forth. Uh, I I think this is going to turn around. I I I have faith and and trust that they are going to 
realize that this is not the way they need to be going. And this, I think this is the first step. This filing yeah. is the first step of them waking up it, and going, you know. It's an acknowledge, the first yeah. acknowledgement we've had of that we know we have a problem. Isn't, isn't that <laughs> how people overcome yes. their addictions and their screwed up mentality? Yes. That you have to admit, you know what, I got a problem. Until here. you get to that moment, you are not going to yeah. change anything. So and I still have faith kinda, and hope and trust in them. I, I, I really so. do. I, I think that they're going to turn it around. I really hope that that's the direction they're going to I hope so because it's Disney and we... We miss you. <laughs> we miss you being Disney. You know what I mean? I miss going there. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, so pull it together, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and keep the naked guys. Yeah, now, the naked guys. Now, look, it's a small world. Here we go. Hey, we go get naked. You know, uh, the other thing about that is... That water is not the best water in the world. Oh, you really? Be, yeah. I was wondering about you know, that. You don't want to be slossing around. You got trams that. going through yeah, it and stuff. Yeah, boats and <laughs> ki- kids with the snotty fingers <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So you don't want to get naked in that water. You really don't. Right. You know? plus, it's kind of like dipping in the Ganges. You know, so you're gonna, if you got any open yeah. wounds. Plus, Dave Letterman used to say when he had his late night television show that if you act up at Disney, men in mouse suits, they will come out and, <laughs> and beat you senselessly. <laughs> I saw a really cool picture yesterday. I don't know. People are posting a lot of Disney stuff, and it was a picture from, I think, the 70s. And you see a guy. There's a guy, an old guy, leaning up against a fence, and he's wearing the Minnie costume, yeah. Minnie Mouse, yeah. and he's got the head on the ground, and he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Had a long day doing the Minnie Mouse trip. That's funny. <laughs> well, some of my greatest memories in the world right? with my wife and my family are there, and I, I'm looking forward to creating some more. Some Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right, quick break. More wearing Rima coming up. You know, BG products for whatever it is you drive, a big truck or a little car, BG products will give you that added protection that you're looking for to help you avoid the shop, the repairs, the work that's going to have to be done to get you a new engine or repair the engine that you have right now. Now, not only do they have products to help defend and protect your engine, they also have products to clean out your entire fuel system all the way through the lines through the bottom of the tank through the lines through the filter all the way up through the injectors and everything else Uh, this stuff that they have to clean all that out works extremely well and that helps restore your power and your mileage too when you're talking about your fuel and your fuel economy it's the best stuff i've ever used in my vehicles you don't buy it off the shelf and put it in yourself whenever you have the oil change just ask the guy who does the oil change for you to do the bg service wonderful stuff you can go to any of the shops they've all got it bg find a shop.com party sunny and 61 for the high today 58 tomorrow and right now it's 49 at ktsa well, your morning commute definitely filling in. Are you ready to sing a little Jingle Bells? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. I never hey. thought I would have liked him. Oh, what fun it is this guy, Michael Bublé. Oh, yeah, say. you've talked about him before. I never would have thought of him. He's cool. twice oh, wow. concert, and he's just really, really good. That's what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> before I saw him live, I was like, I don't care. He sounded like a Frank Sinatra ripoff to me. Right. And then I went, no, this guy's good. Wow. And since, he's do- since we're doing a Christmas song right now, um, the White House and Jill Biden and Joe Biden showed off their decorations for the Christmas season. Oh, yeah, they did. And, so, <laughs> and they're really weird. It's like um, Joe's favorite ice cream cone floating through the air. And, I mean, it's really some weird strange. It's, it's, it, they're doing drugs. They, <laughs> I'm convinced. Biden's on something, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, know. now I, I'm convinced his wife is. And, right. Uh, the they're staff, all getting high. I think they all are. I don't know if they're getting some great shrooms. Or maybe, maybe they're just getting coked up, you know. It could be because there's plenty of that down yeah, there in those apparently. cubicles, right? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> you know, they do have a connection or two. Yeah, barely they could get. They got a line on some blow, <laughs> so you know. They got a kid. It's a crackhead, so you know. Right. So anyway, they unveiled all their new uh, stuff for the, for this holiday season. Now, we often ask the question: What kind of person do you have to be to do this? Right. So the, the, while they've been in the White House, <clears throat> they have hung stockings on the mantle, as most of us do. Right. And in our house, I don't know what it's like around your place, but we put the names with glitter glue on the on the yeah. stocking. Yeah, it's wonderful. Everybody's thing. got their own stocking. Yeah. We pull it out every year. Yes, and they were doing that, but they were only putting up six of the grandkids, <laughs> although they have seven. Right. Because they didn't want to admit that Navy was their grandchild. Right. Navy's now five or six years old. Right. Uh, a product of Hunter with a former dancer. Right. Right. And the former dancer's been doing everything right, as far as I can tell. Uh, Hunter basically impregnated her and then promised to do a bunch of stuff, and he took off. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, even or argued in court that he couldn't afford the child support, and it's like, dude, 
Don't even, man. He's making hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars a month. Yeah. A month. Uh, all kinds of money from the Chicoms and uh, from Barisma and all these other companies, and yet I can't afford to send a few you know. bones down to Arkansas to take care of this girl. But Joe would always say things like, I have six grandchildren, I love them all, and I talk to them every single day, and he'd totally deny this girl ever existed. So they have been putting up these stockings for six grandchildren on the mantle. Well, this year they finally had to admit, because a judge is the one who pushed yeah. Hunter into admitting that Navy is his daughter, and yes, he has to take care of right. her, and yes, he, he does have to get, although he's fighting the, the whole thing in court. He finally admitted that that's my granddaughter, and so Joe and Jill finally admitted that that's their that Navy's their granddaughter. So instead of adding a stocking with Navy on it for the granddaughter, for the seventh grandchild, they didn't do any stockings at all. Of course, they took them all down. Well, Won't be any know. stockings this year. Nobody gets a stocking because we have to admit that we have this. Uh, they're awful people. They really are. They're garbage. Again, what they, they kind really of are, person do you have to be? They're they're Delaware rednecks, man. I hate. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. They're, De- they're they're Delaware trash. They really are. And, and if they live next door to you, you wouldn't let your kids play over there. They're oh, horrible, yeah. garbagey people. They really are. So no, they don't give a crap. It's all about appearances. You know, I mean, the only reason they admitted the kid exists at all is because of the public pressure and public uh, pressure from within their own party was saying, hey, this is making Democrats look bad. And that's why they finally, and the judge judge is ruling, but that's why they begrudgingly admitted to the existence of a grandchild. And uh, and now, well, let's just not have any. We don't want to have to answer any questions or comment on it at all, right? Right. Because people will be, well, hey, I got that seventh uh, stocking up there. They'd have to answer questions or, or respond to it. So they took the easy route, just no stockings for anyone. And you know... Once again, the child gets punished. Yes. For, for, for the terrible actions of horrible adults, the but child it, gets punished. Isn't that sort of the standard, though, yes. for the Democrat Party oh. right now? Oh, yes, that it the is. the kids don't matter? It's what the adults in the room care about? Absolutely, that's it. On all levels, yes, man. Yes, sir. Well, we just talked about it with Disney. Disney, public education. Everywhere you're talking about, that's exactly the issue. And so, you know... <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I have two grandkids and they are the love of my life. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? And I <laughs> you look at that and you go, How in the world could you treat your own flesh and blood grandchild with such disdain that you do that? That that's that right they're there. a family of sociopaths. They, they, really they are. have no empathy for other human beings and they put that on display every single day. Uh, whether it's letting people rot in, in Gaza or letting them rot in, in Afghanistan, uh, whether it's ruining people's lives by opening up the border, or something as, uh, as personal as denying the existence of a family member. That, that's who they are. Yeah. This is the class of pe- And really, they're kind of reflective, and I, I said this, I'm repeating myself, but they're reflective of that whole Democrat party, of the whole Democratic Party and the swamp right now, in that they really are horrible people who don't give a crap about anybody else. Uh, Joe Biden uh, is a racist. He is a uh, rich, corrupt white guy. He really is everything they claim to despise. But as we say all the time, what they accuse everybody else of being is who they are. I think he's a perv too. It, well, y- yeah, did. yeah. Did he, he wanted to hold that little kid the did other you day. See that? I did. I was like, oh, dude. And, and, and everybody in America and probably worldwide cringed when he said that little four-year-old that was released. I want to go hold her. Oh, we, we like, all dude. know what he meant. Yes, we all know what he meant. He's a scumbag. Yeah. All right, quick break. More wearing Rima coming up here on KTSA with Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. We all know that those in the military are called upon to make extreme sacrifices, leaving behind family and friends, performing their duties without hesitation at all. And families, both those in the military and family members as well uh sometimes they suffer ptsd issues like that being separated from loved ones particularly this time of year so on and so forth your friends at laurel ridge are here for you laurel ridge since 1987 has been saving lives and healing families and creating hope and they're ready to help your family as well look we all know the holidays can be a tough time especially if you're alone especially if you've recently lost someone very very special to you yeah the holidays can be a really rough time and i want you to know that you always have friends here to talk with and to be with you at laurel ridge you are not alone at laurel ridge they're there 24 7 for you just reach out and they will respond laurel ridge treatment center 210-491-3591 there's no better way to celebrate the holidays cornelius brothers right 
alive. And Sister Rose. And Sister Rose. Yeah, can't got, the, got the tree alive. Yeah. 69? It's a 69, wasn't it? 71. 71. Lord have mercy. Remember their other song? All those, yeah, I do. Too late to turn back now? It's a good song. Yeah, good song. It's a really good song. All right, so 737 with Warren Ryman. KTSA, I just get off on the music sometimes. It's so funny, yeah, because you guys are, are, are uh, music files, uh, which is typical for radio. And I'm the guy that just never gave a crap about the music. <laughs> I just only wanted to run my mouth. So I, I don't <laughs> I don't know any of these cuts or songs. Oh, it's funny, man. Man, that's uh, that's stuff from the childhood, right is there. It? Oh, oh wow, yeah. good stuff. Anyway, oh, go well, this is another happy story. I got some happy stories today, so let's uh, good. You know, go for a break. Good. Uh, Greg Abbott uh, jumped out of an airplane with a 106-year-old World War II vet, Al Bashki, I think is how you pronounce it. He has already broken the record. He was he, uh, on his hundredth birthday. He did his first tandem jump. And then he did another one, I think, a few years later. This is his third jump, I think. And Greg Abbott, uh, you know, uh, uh, did it with him. And uh, I, I think that's really cool. I, I, something I did uh, 100 years ago in radio. And I all, often kind of downplay it because it's, I, I'm never going to do it again unless right. the damn plane's on fire. Right. But it really is an extraordinary experience. Sure it is. You know, yeah. when, you, when you do that. Yeah. And the fact that a man, yeah, a man in a wheelchair... Does a tandem jump, which means he's strapped to the chest of a 106-year-old dude. I jumped out of an airplane strapped to the chest of a 19-year-old Austrian. <laughs> Looked like something out of a James Bond movie. I okay, think I would have picked the 106-year-old guy. I think, I, 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 thinking back, I think I would have felt better about it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just thought that was really cool, you know. And uh, I mean, we have so few World War II vets still here with us. So awesome, isn't it? That you, could be, that's, that you talk to, you, I know you have, you talk to a World War II vet. Mm. And you are hearing raw history, oh, man. you know, of, a, of one of the most cataclysmic events to ever hit the human race. You know, when I, when I brought it up this morning, I asked everybody, I said, what's the most dangerous, craziest thing you've ever done? Right. And yours was jumping out of an airplane yeah. or riding on that motorcycle. Actually, that scared the crap yeah. out of me more. Riding, riding on a speed bike. Yeah. Uh, Don said it's when Greg told him he was going to work with us in the mornings. <laughs> The other Don, the other Don had the best answer. He said, "Getting married." <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> we don't know if the shoot's going to work. And Elaine said, "All I do is herd cats around here every morning, so nothing exciting happens to her." I've had a life full of stuff like You've that. You've done a lot. I've done a lot. Yeah. Of stuff. yeah. So I mean, it's it's hard for me to, to 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 comment on that. I just think it was fantastic for a couple of reasons. Number one, Greg Abbott, and he he was so funny about it. He said, "You know, my biggest concern." <laughs> Was that I wouldn't be able to walk away from this? <laughs> I mean, that's you know, class. Come on, make a joke about yourself yes, like that. Isn't that wonderful? Beautiful, he man. can do that. It's right? Damn near art. Yes, yes, it is art. <laughs> and uh, and then the hundred and six year old guy. Because yeah. when you get to one hundred and six, what do you care? <laughs> you know? So what if the parachute don't open? <laughs> you know, I'm worried about you, Greg. Exactly. I don't care about it. Don't even put a parachute on me next time. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> man, I just how cool is that? It's though? wonderful. It's really cool, and you know, we need. Some positive stuff here every now and again with with all that's going on, and uh, I, I just thought that was a you know not it's not going to change the world. It didn't solve any that's problems, okay. and that's okay. But you know what? It was a really cool thing to do. It's okay that it doesn't change the world, right? Right. Yeah. And Greg Abbott has done so many great things this year. Yes, now, he has. He hasn't done great things all the way through his career, and I know that I'm going to hear from people that are going to say, "Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? That and the other?" I don't care. I like to highlight the uh, accentuate the positives. Yes. And this whole thing with busing these migrants, you they would never have paid one lick of attention to the border had he not done what he has been That's doing right. with the busing issue. Well, and DeSantis wouldn't have done the Martha's Vineyard thing if it hadn't been for Greg Correct. Abbott starting this off. Correct. Not to mention all the resources he's put on the border. That's right. And has attempted, you know, uh, sometimes almost flouting federal law or federal right. policy. To secure the border as much as he's able to. He cleared. It's something that our government, the federal government, should have done. He cleared those islands yes. and ran the right. cartels off those islands. That was the cartels were launching their missions into our our state from those islands. He cleared them. And he, they've been there for years. <laughs> yes. The federal government hadn't, didn't no. knew it existed, didn't do a damn thing about it. That's right. He leveled the whole island. <laughs> yeah, man. he did. He took it. <laughs> he didn't take a weed whacker to that man. They leveled it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a badass, and I'm, you know, I'm glad he's our governor, and and I thought that was really cool that they did the the plane jump there. Would you do it again? No. <laughs> it was an extraordinary experience, and I and I remember landing. I I was married to my daughter's wife or my daughter's mom at that point, 
And I, I got home, and I was. She said, "How was it?" And I'm like, it, "It's like giving God the finger. Yeah. You know, it's like thanks for the life. Right. I'm going to risk it all on a yeah. bag of nylon." That's exactly right. It was an extraordinary experience, though, because once the chute opens, and you're just two miles up, yeah. and you're hanging in the air, the view you get is is unlike anything else. And you know, it's really weird when you're up there. It's quiet. It's you incredibly know. quiet, and yeah. you're looking down at all the busyness below you, but you're above all the sound. Yeah, you so can't you don't hear. hear yeah, you see all the cars, and you see everything going on, and everything, all the activity, and all that going on, but you can't hear it. Well, yeah, I was, I was coming down over the beach, uh, beaches of Ocean City, and you're you're up there, and this guy is talking to me, and it's so quiet. Yep. It's like you and I talking right now in this room. It's that quiet. I mean, it really is an amazing thing that I'm never freaking doing again, <laughs> ever, ever, ever would, again. Would you do parasailing, which is where they, I did that. Did I, you? I did that in Florida. Would you do it again? No. <laughs> that too, huh? I, I just, I'm, I, dude, I'm 56 now, and I just want to sit on my, my heating pad. I've done, I've done all the thrilling stuff I want to do. Yeah. I, because of physical limitations, I have a hard time. But, you know, Greg Abbott, you just ruined that for me. I don't have that as an excuse anymore, as physical ah, limitations. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You should do it. Yeah. You'd well, probably dig it. You're an aviator. You'd and, like it. And the whole parasailing is wonderful. It's oh, the most yeah. incredible experience. Cool Man, I did that in Acapulco. And uh, that's same thing. You, you're, they're taking you down the beach. You're connected by a 500-foot piece of yeah. rope with a, with a, with a you're uh, kite. You're a human kite, it's basically. exactly what you are. That's exactly what you are. Yeah. And you look down, and there's nothing between the water and your feet. That's yeah. it. There's nothing. Did the guys mess with you? Because like when I did it, they like they started hitting the wire from the boat and freaking they didn't me do out. That. <laughs> but what is really weird is they take you off and land you on this uh, floating wood, uh, whatever you call it, dock. Right. It's floating in the middle of the bay. Right. Wow. And so. <laughs> When you're 500 feet in the air and you're looking down at that thing, it looks like a postage stamp. Yes. And he's somehow going to put me on that? Right. How are you going to nail And he did every single time. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a very cool thing to do. I'm, that I would probably do again. I but, loved it. You know, the, it's, it's a lot of fun. Jumping out of the airplane, no. plane's going to be on fire next time I jump out of it. And driving a race car at 200 miles an hour, I would do that again. The problem is I'm not sure I could get back out of it. If I ever got inside the race car again, I may be stuck. Because you said before, it kind of wraps around you oh inside gosh. that thing. You, you don't get in one, you put it on. <laughs> right, right, right. Quick break, more Warren Rima coming up. Uh, Bridgehead IT for your company. Look, cyber threats are evolving at a record pace. And cyber attack can be devastating to your business. That's why you need a cybersecurity partner you can trust, and that cybersecurity partner is Bridgehead IT. Bridgehead IT will work closely with you, creating a customized cybersecurity strategy that aligns with your business objectives and whatever vulnerabilities you may have. They will proactively monitor, detect, and neutralize threats before they can harm your business. They have round-the-clock monitoring that ensures your business is protected at all times. And Bridgehead, as they come in as your cybersecurity partner, you can focus on growing your business, knowing that it's safe from cybersecurity or cyber attacks from the best in the field. Don't wait till it's too late. Get in touch with our friends at Bridgehead IT today. That's Bridgehead IT at 210-477-7999. Hi, Danny Bose here from Southwest Metal Roofing System. Kenny Loggins. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm chair dancing. He's all right. I'm all right. We're all right. I'm all right. right. 751, Warren Rima, KTSA. Uh, Before I get into the pure evil that is Hamas, National French Toast Day today. (laughs) Do you like your French toast limp or stiff? Do you like it where it's... it's, What did you just ask me? Well, you know, if it's it's, kind of... You, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do you want it toasty saying. or do you want it? I don't really eat it often enough oh, to have it. Really? I mean, we have it once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a, I don't, I'm not, I'm probably going to go for pancakes nine times out of ten. Okay. So we have that debate at our house. Right. And Nancy likes it a little softer. I right. like it where it's toasty. You right. Know, gotta toasty. Have, got a little go, crunch to it. Yes, it's got to have crunch to my French toast. So happy National French Toast <laughs> happy Day. Happy National French there. Toast Day. There you go. So far. The only American release has been a four-year-old, Abigail Aydin. Right. So far. The third group came out on Sunday, and she was it. It's not clear the status of the other Americans that are being held right now. Joe's not asking those questions. He doesn't care, right? It's not a big deal to him to secure the release of the Americans. But I want to point out this 10-month-old baby and what's been going on. 
Um, early on, we became familiar with, and Elaine has their contact info. We actually had them on the show. This redheaded family—they had the redheaded children right. and, and, the, and, the, and the and mom and dad—and they were taken, you know, captive. One of them is a ten-month-old, and the ten-month-old is Kafir, and Kafir is getting all kinds of recognition right now. The youngest Israeli Kafir Bibas that was taken, ten months old. <clears throat> In, in those that they have released, they haven't released Kafir or Kafir's uh, sibling or mom and dad. What they did was they took Kafir, Hamas did, and transferred Kafir down to what we think is the popular front for the liberation of Palestine, another terrorist organization. Right. And the reason for that, the reason they gave Kafir to them, is that they, they want them, this other terrorist organization, to be able to hide behind the littlest, smallest babies, which this is the smallest one that they have. Um, because Israel has already said, we're, our next town is this. So they sent Kafir and the family to that little town right. so this other terrorist organization could hide behind Kafir. Pretty brave people, aren't they? Yeah. Brave souls, aren't brave they? Brave freedom fighters. Hiding behind a 10-month-old <sighs> baby. So I don't, you know, I, I'm under no illusion, nor are you, that Barack Obama's going to change his mind and lift his support for Hamas or these other terrorist organizations. He supports them. Or, you know, Rashida Tlaib or the other squad. They're all, they're all in on this. But when you look at what the media machine is doing and the misinformation that they are putting out, they are making these Hamas people seem like they're the greatest people in the world because oh, they're really not. Look right? at them. They're so, you know, they're, yeah. they're taking such good care of these folks right. and letting them go. I mean, it's, it's nauseous. It is absolutely or nauseating. nauseating. Rather. It really is. Absolutely nauseating that we see what's going on here. <clears throat> at the same time, we have all these women that are being gang raped and then murdered in front of the other hostages. Uh, yeah. And yet. You have none of the typical women's groups, hashtag Me Too, UN Council on the Rights of Women, or even like our own vice president who has one heck of a bully pulpit and could speak out against what's happening to these women, and not a one of them. They are remaining completely silent, which says to me, you know, during Black Lives Matter, we heard, your silence is violence. Well, it's beyond violence when you are not speaking out about what's happening to women and little children by Hamas, by these other terrorist organizations over there. When you're not speaking out against it, when you're not trying to affect change, it's not just your silence is violence. You support it. Well, yeah. You're backing it. They, you, they do. And, and it's, it's stunning to watch folks who pride themselves on their feminism and yeah during the me too movement we're front and center always believe the accuser and women got to stand up for women it was all bull crap it was all it's all bull it was all bull crap then it's all bull crap now i mean i i knew they were uh screwy in the heads when you know back in the 9-11 days when janine garofalo was out there on her stupid radio show saying oh no, women are treated great in uh, in the middle east like where where is that actually true so we're just seeing the dark edge of that journey they began after 9-11 to try to soften the, the crimes of these people against women, and they're really not that bad. And you get these Greenwich Village idiots who buy, walking around their hijabs and stuff. They don't have to live under any of these laws like women do, and they're basically treated like property. At best, they're treated like property. And the, the, the idea that American feminists aren't coming forward Yes, the pre the vice president, all of them, and screaming about this let's, let, let's, tells you all you need to know. Let's talk about her for just a second, because she was a senator during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Yes, And they right. brought in that whack job, Christine Blasey Ford, with an obviously made-up story. Yeah, Obviously so, obviously yeah. Obviously made up. She was lying through her face, and so was everybody else. But it was Kamala Harris. I remember it like it happened just five minutes ago. It was Kamala Harris who looked at her and said, we believe you. Yes. We I, believe you. Right. I remember that. Yeah. I believe you, and we, everybody up here, and all of America believes you. Well, Kamala, how come you're not standing up for the women who are being gang-raped and then murdered senselessly by Hamas? Why? Because you support it, Kamala, and we know. Absolutely they do. It's the cool opinion to have. Now, I, I think guys like Obama are true believers. I mean, you they're bet. zealots. I mean, they're, they're, they agree with all this stuff. They support this stuff. But they have a concentric ring of morons around them who don't think about their own opinions. And, well, I'm supposed, supposed to support, quote, the Palestinians. I'm supposed to uh, fight Islamophobia. 
So no matter how many women are decimated and tortured and raped by these people, it doesn't matter because they don't really care about other women. They don't care about anybody. I'll give you another example. Uh, yesterday on The View, and I don't care what The View has to say, but they, it was brought up by one Melissa Farah Griffin or whatever her name is. She brought it up, and she said, how come all these groups are being silent? And so that great defender of women, Whoopi Goldberg, oh, God. Yeah, that great feminist Whoopi Goldberg, right. right, says, well, if they were to speak out about it, it would just make the situation worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah right. So, so, so we'll remember that next time. Yeah. You want to hashtag me to somebody here. You're just making it worse, Whoopi. Next time somebody's getting raped by their boss or getting beaten up by their old man. Just make we'll it, just it be worse. Quiet. We don't want to make it worse. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. Quick break. More wearing Ryman coming up. 805. KPSA. PSA and FM 1071. Well, I was kind of sitting here looking at some of the stories to kick off the hour with. Why don't we just kick it off with some of the sound that I have yes, put together? absolutely. You want to do that? Yeah. All right, Don, let's just run through these for Mr. Rhymer this morning. We played some of this on the 5 to 7 this morning, but you haven't had a chance to comment on some sure, of the stuff. Yeah. So let's start numero uno here um, because, you know, Biden's out. He's talking about how great the economy is, how wonderful things <laughs> are. You love it. Right, right, right. <laughs> And the deuce went after KJP on that, cut number one. On lowering prices, you said earlier that the actions the president has taken have worked. So, do you sense that when people were home for Thanksgiving, catching up with their family members, they were saying to each other, can you believe how much more affordable things have gotten? <laughs> so, honestly, I wouldn't... Uh, I, uh, I hear... Yeah. The question, but I want to make sure this is very clear. We take that very seriously. Pause it, Don. We so remember when I told you she's got that little screen in front of her and somebody's oh, off to yeah, the side yeah. typing the answer that she fills while she's waiting for the answer? That's what You're she's right. doing. She's tap dancing. You right. can hear it. Go ahead. Yeah. We take what families, families, the decisions that they make at their kitchen table, whether it's at whether it's during Thanksgiving or whether it is every month as they're trying to make hard decisions. Uh, about how they move forward with taking care of their family. We take that very seriously. It's not a joke to us. Mm. It is important to us. This is the president who talks about it. Okay, that's it. She's moved into time-wasting at this point. But, you know, as a program director, I used to tell my disc jockeys and my talk show hosts, you know, you you can sure talk a lot and not say anything. Yes, and (laughs) that's that's what she just did. And. There's kind of an inherent insult too, because I mean, she is. They are the, the 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 standard or the official line is the economy is doing great. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, more people have more jobs. Yep. The cost of stuff is going down, which is patently not true. We're Correct. all living it, man. Yep. And so to then say we take your your problems very seriously, while at the same time they're abjectly lying. To they're just they're lying. Yeah, they're that's lying it. about the economy. That's it. Okay, that doesn't bespeak the idea that you are caring about our situation. You obviously don't care about our situation if you're going to lie to our faces about how the economy... You can give this rosy picture of the economy. Look, most people are doing a Dollar Tree Christmas yeah. oh, this no. year. Most people, if they're doing anything at all. Paycheck, paycheck. I hear that from everybody. I'm on the radio. I do pretty good. And I'm, I'm like, well, we got to be real cheap this year. Yeah, paycheck, paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. Most people are one paycheck away from absolute financial ruin. And we got to sit and listen to the president and this chick tell us that things are going great? And what she said later on in that piece, and it's just too arduous to get us to the point where she says this, it's Donald Trump's fault. Oh, of course. The, the, yeah, econ- right, the, the right. economy's terrible. Prices are high because of the previous administration and the previous president. This president saved you. But in cut number three here, this president yesterday made the claim that um, Republicans are trying to cut the internet. <laughs> Listen to this. Fortunately, uh, we've been able to push back on Republican, MAGA Republicans so far. But they haven't given up. They haven't given up. They still want to undo this progress we're making. They're proposing cuts in investments in roads, bridges, oh. the internet, and, uh, high-speed internet, the very things that provided from the... Anyway. Just, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the hell he's talking about, well, man? See, here's the thing. 
you see him do something like that, and you know he's just confused in his mind. He's walking with that very stiff gait, you know. Oh yeah, turning around and leaving without answering questions and all that. And they write the piece, what if Donald Trump dies in the next 12 months? And this guy is a walking corpse. Look at him. Again, what they accuse other people of being is usually true of them. He's the one you got to... They're obviously worried about him. Oh, absolutely. If you look at how younger folks, we're seeing poll after after poll, younger folks are saying, no, he's too old. That's right. And if you ask him that question, well, then you're stupid. He said that. He did. Uh, Stupid question. You're stupid. And, and and look, anybody who's had a you know a loved one deal with dementia, we uh, just do the Rosalind yeah. uh, Carter. This is what you know she passed away from. Yeah. You know the stages. Uh, I'm seeing it all over this guy. He's got the dementia shuffle. Horrible. He's got the the anger in his eyes, the squinty look in his eyes, yeah. and that wasn't there just uh, a couple of months ago. He, he's obviously in a decline, going downhill. I mean, you, that piece of audio we just played, the guy lost his thought halfway through the sentence. And said, oh, well, never mind. He just had no idea. He just lost it. Didn't forgot where he was. Um, okay, so w- one final one I want you to get off on. And uh, it's, it's how they – you and I talk a lot about how they change history, uh. right? Uh, what, what, there's an example with KJP saying, well, the economic problems today that you're suffering from are Donald Trump's fault, right? It's absolutely to, not true. It's just a complete 180 from what history is, is yeah. the reality of history. That's why they tear down the statues and all that. We've got to rewrite history the way we want it to, to, to go. Hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's another rewriting of history. Right. Miguel Cardona, cut number two, Don. <laughs> He's the education yes. secretary, and, and they're taking over. The, the federales are taking over education at a local yeah. level, right? And so they're rolling out these things to you know exercise control over local school boards. Pay attention, mom and dad, because they're coming to take control of your child through the education system. So he decides while he's talking to these people in the school business that he's going to quote Ronald Reagan. <laughs> it's horrible. Here's what he said, Ronald Reagan said. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Uh. Now, did President Reagan actually say, we're here from the government and we're here to help? He first said the nine most dangerous words you'll ever hear. I mean, I think that's the exact quote. I, I have it. Are, yeah, go ahead and read the quote. It, it, Number seven, go. The nine most terrifying words in the english language are i'm from the government and i'm here to help yeah, yeah. that's much different than that's i'm from the government and i'm here to help you kind of important <laughs> to the quote it's kind of like <laughs> charlottesville you know and that whole thing how they yeah. cut out half the quote same thing and the guy is because this is a guy talking to a bunch of governors about federal money for education programs right right, right. And and he wants to quote. They all love to quote Reagan because they think it'll bring in a few, I guess, conservatives to their side. Or look at us. We we quote Reagan and we you know admired Reagan when they actually despised Reagan. They still do. And yeah, if you drop out the front end of that quote, it it's a completely it. different quote. Totally different. It's a completely different idea. And so here's my question: How come? ABC ain't pointing that out. How come CNN ain't pointing that out? How come NBC ain't pointing that out? Because the bulk of whatever scraps of audience they have left are so uneducated, they have no idea about the front end of that quote. So they can throw anything they want out there. Exactly. Well, and and they, you know, they, they assume their own audience is that stupid. Sure. Just like this guy assumes most Americans are that stupid. And they won't remember the actual quote. And the people who do, like you and I, they don't give a crap about. No, they don't. But what they care about is the masses, right? Yes, and so, so they're able to say whatever they want to. Said, uh, go right? here, I'm here to help, and, you know. And, and then they run with it on ABC. Yeah. They run with it on NBC. They run with it as fact that, hey, this is what Reagan said. And that is how we live in a, dy- a dystopian United States. It's Orwellian, Be- yeah. It's a to- totally. Because it completely changes the context and everything about what Ronald Reagan stood for. Well, these are people who are perfectly fine. I mean, uh, 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 Justice uh, oh, I'm trying, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is an icon in that movement. They had absolutely no problem rewriting one of her quotes to fit uh, their modern narrative. You know, uh, we talked about it on the air. Yeah, this is standard stuff for them. And 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 again, there's an inher- also an inherent insult. You're so stupid, you silly rubes. I can throw out half a quote 
and you'll just swallow it whole, you, and most people will. Do you know how long it took me to put that whole bit together right there with the uh, Miguel Cardona thing and then going and finding the Ronald Reagan quote and putting it together? It took me less than 30 seconds. Yes. And if a guy can do it in, in San Antonio, Texas, who's just a dork on the radio, if I can do it in 30 seconds, don't tell me ABC producers can't do oh, it. Oh, they knew it. Well, maybe the younger ones didn't know it, but you know, certainly Cardona knew it, and certainly uh, the p- folks in the media knew it. But no, they just went right, just let right it go right it. by, baby. Right over it. All right, quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. You know, it's really great working with Chris and Joan Edlin, the local owners of Safe Showers. Why? Because they're affecting lives. They're changing lives for people. They take the stress and the worry and the danger out of bathing by eliminating that dangerous step up over the side of the bathtub. So when people put a safe shower in their bathroom, it allows them to live independently in their homes for many, many years by making the bathroom a much safer place. But not only are these showers have all the safety features like the low step-up entry, the slip-resistant floor, the optional grab bars, and on and on it goes. They're beautiful. They have designer fixtures and colors and glass doors and seating, and the list goes on and on, too. Right now, you can get incredible financing plans from Safe Showers. This is a great way to wrap up this year and head into the new year with your all-new Safe Shower. They have senior and military discounts as well. Get the process started today with a free in-home, no-obligation design consultation and estimate from Safe Showers at 210-655-1111. Partly sunny and 61 for the high today, 58 tomorrow. Right now it's 49 at KTSA. Good morning. Two big trouble spots as you head into... Are you a fan of the who? I am. I, I saw them uh, right after Entwistle died. Yeah. Front row at great radio guy seats. It was yeah. great. They're amazing. Yeah, when it's front, it's a put-on. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't mo- Aren't most things <laughs> yes. these days? <laughs> 821 with Warren Rima, KTSA. Uh, well, interesting factoid uh, that came out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. The FBI released some numbers uh, from the National Instant Criminal Background Check System that on Black Friday uh, they processed 200, over 200,000 background checks for people to purchase legally purchase weapons uh which uh is markedly up from last year it was under it was 192,000 and uh obviously these are background checks so they don't uh, you, you can't know how many weapons people are buying so they don't have a number on that cuz one background check you could buy three or four weapons but interesting uh that over the past year people are are buying up the guns man in this country and and uh, one thing we see and I know you talked about this on a regular basis that a lot of the folks who are buying the guns are either young women or they're african americans uh people are very obviously concerned about what's going on and where it's going and i imagine that has to do predominantly with crime in the streets that's it yeah and when it comes to crime in the streets, you can fold in a lot of other topics, right? The open border, Absolutely. we got more criminals on the streets, let's just be honest. Yep. Uh, with the progressive uh, sentencing and cashless bail and all that crap and defunding the police, the first responders aren't there, people are concerned about their own safety, and they're buying weapons. Yeah. So all of the rhetoric and all of the efforts by the left in this country to separate people from their guns is obvious, and, and all, everything that goes along with that, all the things I just mentioned, is obviously having the opposite effect. Yep. Americans are, are, are looking to protect themselves. Well, you, you and I have talked about this a lot. You're a big supporter of police, so am I. Absolutely. But when seconds count, police are minutes away. Yeah. Sometimes too many. You know, when I had to do the thing out here with the guy with the pipe, it took him 45 minutes to get here. Right. Right? 45 minutes for them to get here. Now, I'm not blaming them. They've just got, you know, they're they're overstretched. I mean, they're just trying to cover too much ground. Right. So you have to have that protection, and a lot of people are waking up. Um, I, I think that's great. There, there, it's also, in addition to the crime, there's also this feeling, and, and it really is being imposed from the top down, that they're going to take them away. Yeah. So people are trying to secure them, trying to get them before the government comes in and takes them away. I don't believe that's going to be the big battle. Let me tell you why. Um, they can, you know, could care less how many guns are sold in this country. I'm talking about the government, the, right. the gun grabbers, those who want to take guns away. They don't really care. They, they don't care how many are sold because they have found the new battlefront. And this is our big fight. Those of us who were pro-gun and pro-Second Amendment and pro-protection, our big fight now is over ammo. 
Uh, the government has secured so much ammo at this point. The uh, ammo manufacturers have been taken over by some outside-of-the-country interests. One guy wow. from Czech Republic right. who has bought some uh, a big ammo company here. Uh, another one just went completely all military, and they're making nothing but military ammo. No more uh, ammo for your 9mm, your forty five or whatever. That's our big fight. They have realized, the, the right. gun grabbers, they have realized that if they control the ammo, then they render your gun useless. Pretty much. And then when they come along and say, sell us that gun, like John Courage did, when they come along and say, sell that to us, people are going to go, yeah, it's a piece of junk to me. I'll sell it to you. Yeah, because uh, you have no. if you can't buy bullets for it, it's, a, it's just a little metal thing that can't do a damn thing can't for do you. with it. So, you know, and I, I've, That's the people battle. have told me that, you know, it's, it's harder and harder to buy ammo. I mean, I, I got a box, a couple of boxes that I bought when I first bought the weapon a few years back, and I, I've only been shooting once because I don't want to use up the ammo. No, sir. Uh, and I've heard that from a lot of people. A lot of people are trying to reload, you know, and, uh, and, and, and reload their own bu- bullets. So I, yeah, it's, it's, it's insidious. Yeah, you take away the bullets, the gun is meaningless. So why focus? on trying to overturn a constitutional right, an amendment, why focus on the legality of it when you can just uh, regulate the ammo out of existence? That's exactly what they're doing. If you go across the country, you look at the bills that have been introduced in California as an example and other places, it is more than tripling, quadrupling the price of ammo because they're putting taxes on it, yeah. like they've done with cigarettes, right? Right, right. So we're going right. to drive up the price of the ammo, which makes it even more scarce because fewer people can end up buying the ammo. The government has bought a ton of 9 millimeter. Uh, forty-five stuff like that for their agents, the, you know, like oh, the IRS God. agents, yeah, they stuff got like that. Plenty of guns and ammo. Yeah, and so they're clearing out the ammo that way, so it's even harder to get ammo. Ammo, I believe, is guns aren't the fight. Uh, I really believe ammo is is our fight of our time. You you have to have bullets, <laughs> you have to have rounds to fire out of that gun, or as you said, it's just a hunk of metal. Yeah, a slingshot yeah. is meaningless if you don't have any rocks. Got rock <laughs> that's that's why David used a slingshot. There's right. lots of rocks in lots Israel. Lots of rocks, you know. So if you ain't got no bullets, especially if you have a peculiar gun, yeah, that requires uh, a certain kind of ammo. Yep. You're screwed, man. Totally. I, and I know we both have had so many people tell us this. And I went to buy ammo, and it's just not there. Yep. So, it, you know, it's it's it, it, from their perspective, it's a very smart move. I mean, if you really want to disarm Americans, and that's really what it's about, right? It, it's, sure. it's not about gun safety. Oh, it's no. not about fighting gun violence. I mean, how many people were shot in Chicago leading up or, you know, through the Thanksgiving Day holiday? Upwards of thirty by Saturday night. Right, they, they have no concern for the violence in the streets uh, that's being perpetrated against innocent people. They have no concern for single moms. Right, right. They're trying to protect their kids. They and it, they don't care about changing the constitution. I think you're right. Changing the constitution. If you just get rid of the bullets, you've accomplished your goal. So look at it this way. Here's another example of how they're doing this when it comes to getting you off the streets, t- taking your car away from you. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can't take your car away from you. They, right. can't, they can't do that. Your gas-burning car, they can't do that. There's no way that that's going to fly. But if they, through their policy, discourage the investment in the oil and gas business, which is exactly what they're doing, yeah. right? They're discouraging the investment in oil and gas. Then the oil and gas business goes away. Yeah. Then what good is your car? <laughs> well, yeah. If you and, can't pull into the exit. Well, exactly. You know, or if you can't even afford the gas or what have you. Or if I mean, it's not there. It's, it, right. So, you know, take it on the bullets and the energy industry. What do you do to Americans? You immobilize them and disarm sure. them. Well, you take control of them. Yeah. You, you can't go anywhere yeah. and you can't shoot nobody. So you're controlled. You're pegged. You, you're, you're, that's, and I think you're yeah, absolutely. That's the overall you, goal. You cut off the supply, and you don't have to worry about the end product. So if they're, and, and that's you know that's the brilliance of their move in going after the oil and gas business. They are cutting off the investment. People don't want right. to invest in oil and gas because Joe Biden said he's going to destroy it. Yeah, you, you're going to destroy said the before that it takes years to get one of these oh. things up and on these operations up and running. So you're it's a long term <laughs> investment. You're pouring money in if there. If you're thinking ten years down the road it yes, ain't going to be there it's going to be shut down why would you put millions of dollars into that exactly so then you go to the circle k down the street from you right and there's no gas because nobody's been investing in the gas business so your car means nothing so what's the next thing they have to take on food i'm telling you that's why food. that's why bill gates is the largest farmer in america yeah the nerd from washington is the largest farmer in america because he knows that's next yeah it, you get the you get the transportation 
guns under control, and then the next thing, there's only one thing left, and that's food. You want to control somebody, control their food. <laughs> Absolutely. Hungry person will do whatever you want. Yeah, and that's where we're headed. Yeah. Quick break, more Warren Ryman coming up. Uh, Amogee Bank for all of your conveniences and for all of your family banking needs. I talk a lot about family businesses because, really, when it comes to a family-run business, they're fun, but, you know, it can be very difficult to deal with. Well, our friends at Amogee, they know. They know what it takes to make a family business run. They know what it takes to make a family business very successful, and they'll help you get through all of that. Here at the holidays is a perfect time to think about those issues because, as a family, we all want to gather around the table. We all want to have a good time together around the Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, when you're in business together as a family, sometimes, you know, things come up that make it a little more difficult. And your friends at Amogee, they understand conflict resolution. They understand how to set those goals and those visions and move in the same direction. And then, of course, with more than $12 billion in assets, they're able to fund whatever it is you, you're trying to do with your family-run business. Check them out today. That's Amogee Bank, Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Martin Bomba. Heart- yeah. <laughs> Come here, honey. <laughs> Trey, this is so sudden. Yeah. Nothing on but the radio. Is that Diffie? No. Well, Diffie doesn't make. <laughs> Who? Gary Allen, that's right. I keep forgetting every time I put Diffie in there for that one. What are you shaking your head at over there? I had no idea who this was. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you a country song yesterday, didn't I? You did. I did. I sent him a little Dwight Yoakam with, with Flacco Jimenez on the squeeze. Oh, I love Flacco, man. Yeah, and his little love song that Dwight was was spilling out, man. It's good stuff, wasn't it? Rock, love, rock and roll. Yeah. Well, country. <laughs> every once in a while, a little of that country stuff is fine with me, Don. <laughs> Loving that. So Donald Trump, persecute, prosecute, eliminate. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, you got Business Insider magazine writing a story. What happens if Donald Trump dies? If Donald Trump were to die, oh, God. this is what's going to happen to the Republican Party. If Donald Trump, meaning when Donald Trump dies in the next 12 months before the election, right? Right. So that's, that's what they're animating anyway. So Donald Trump, he just turns all this stuff into a positive for him, you know? Oh, he's a rock star. Yeah, yeah. He can polish a you-know-what and come up with a diamond. You yes, know? he can. He really can. And so I have the idea. We all like to trigger liberals. We all like th- <laughs> those that salivate at hating Donald Trump. You know, well, the, they're the, so the, easily triggered. Doesn't take much effort, right? So here's what you do. You get yourself for this holiday season, get your own Donald Trump mugshot wrapping paper. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, that's great. What they did was they took the mugshot, <laughs> and they superimposed on him a uh, Santa hat. Oh, wow. And you can buy rolls of this at, at Donald Trump's website. All the money goes to his, his legal defense is a million dollars a week. Good God. A million dollars a week that this country is trying to steal from him by doing this right. to him, right? So he says, you know, if you if you could help a little bit, I take it. And so if you'll donate, you get free Donald Trump mugshot wrapping oh, paper. Oh, I love that, man. And so what you do is you buy this stuff and or, or you know, give to his campaign, and then you, you, you get it. Also, the Never Surrender Christmas stocking. <laughs> you get a stocking that says Never Surrender, and there's Donald Trump's mugshot oh, on the great. stocking. Oh, now they're really going to want to ban Christmas. So. That's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to go, go go to the website. I want you to make a donation and then get this stuff. And your favorite Donald Trump hater, your favorite liberal, put their Christmas gift in oh, there. I can't even think of who I would send. I mean, I know who I could <laughs> well, I, send it to. I have but, some ideas. Know, there's a few people <laughs> that I know who uh, would be absolutely triggered by something like that. But see, they, they, that's the thing about Donald Trump. Yeah. you can't. They really can't do anything to him. Everything they're attempting to do is coming up uh, a positive for him. You just said it. I mean, you look. It was, I, I mean, when Reagan was the president, you know, he had a certain star quality about him for people who supported him. But man, I have, I can't think of a president in my memory, or even in the, in a reading of history, that when they walk into a stadium, people go nuts. When he did this college uh, football game, was yeah, it? Yeah. 
uh, and he walked in. I mean, this is a college football game. You'd think, well, there's probably a lot of liberal weirdos. No, the entire stadium went nuts for him. It was incredible. You know, I mean, I've never seen people react to a president that way. Yep. And that's why he scares the crap out of them. And that's why persecute, prosecute, eliminate. Well, you know. That's why they're having fantasies of eliminating him, by writing their pieces, their fantasy pieces about his death, his demise. There, there, Imagine that. There's nothing physically wrong with him. He oh. got a, a clean bill of health from his own doctor yes. a week ago. So Look there's, at no, him. there's no reason to be talking about Donald Trump dying. He's in perfect health. Right. So why would they be? Because it's what they want. They're having a fantasy. They're having a fantasy, and uh, you know, who knows? Maybe in some of the uh, the up, you know, the further up the food chain you go, they're hearing stuff about this. But what are you going to do if you're them? They, who, what are you going to do about Donald Trump? I think you go to the website, you make a donation, you get the wrapping paper, <laughs> and you send a little gift to the White House. I, I, got, I got a better idea. <laughs> Okay, let's all get some of the wrapping, make a donation, get the wrapping paper, and let's uh, send uh, Ron Nuremberg uh, yes! some presents for Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. Jalen and the rest of them on city council. How about Walk and his brother? What's that? How about Walk and his brother? <laughs> send the Castro, the Castro brothers some, some Trump-wrapped <laughs> gifts for Christmas. <laughs> It'll be so Christmassy. Oh, that's beautiful. I love the idea. <laughs> to your favorite host on MSNBC. There you go. You got that, Joe Scarborough. It's a statement, man. You know, Scarborough said yesterday, oh, he's a we would pimple. be in World War III right now if it weren't for Joe Biden. Oh, he's who cares about that guy anymore? I can't believe he's still got an audience. Now, you and I haven't talked about AI in a little while. It's yes. been a little bit, right? Right. And AI is going to have some positives and it's going to have a whole lot of negatives. But I concur. Check this out. And, 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 and this story is not what, what people would take it at its surface. But this company, uh, it's called the Clueless Agency. They're a modeling agency. You know, like the supermodels, the sure. Naomi Campbells of the world, and right. Emily Ratajkowski's, Christy Brinkley's, all those right. type of uh, supermodels of the world, Cindy Crawford. Well, okay, so they have created one called Atana. She's a 25-year-old model from Barcelona. Raking in money, about $11,000 a month for this agency. She's a Spanish supermodel, has perfect hair, perfect teeth, perfect eyes, perfect eyebrows. Everything about her is perfect, but she's not real. She's not real. She is wow. AI-created AI. Now, here's the, here's the reason that this is an interesting story to me anyway. The guy from the agency, the modeling agency, who created this model... And obviously, the only thing she can't do right now very well is walk down the catwalk, but she can be on every website in the world, right. every television commercial, everywhere, and she's not real, um, is that they got fed up with model tantrums <laughs> that believe that, I mean, it, wow. it is imagine this, supermodels are divas. Uh, who would have thought? It's uh, shocking. Yeah. And so they got sick and tired of these actual human supermodels being divas about, oh, I don't want that, don't do that, don't do that, and you got my hair, this wrong, and all the stuff that they would complain about, and they would throw temper tantrums. They said, the heck with that. I'm not doing that anymore. We'll just create our own with AI to avoid all the tantrums. So they're not having to pay Cindy Crawford $4 billion to right. be on the cover of the magazine. They're not having to pay Naomi Campbell all that money. And they don't have to put up with the BS, right, the, you know, right. the, the tantrums and the diva whatever. And so their life is stress-free. They're making a ton of money. They're not spending a ton of money. And all they had to do was create a supermodel in AI. Well, that's fascinating on a couple of different levels. I mean, first and foremost, I, I, there's a lot of AI imagery that's popping up on Facebook now these days. And that's, that's all I look at. And to me, it just looks soulless. It, they, they, it looks great um, it, at the first glance. But the more you look at these images, there's really no human being looking back at you. But that's the way it's all going to go. What's interesting about this case is that if you look at the trend in modeling right now, what are you seeing? Plus-size models. You're seeing models with the skin uh, disorders, with the blotchiness and all that, uh, because this idea of perfect beauty is bad and, you know, it, it, right. uh, body image stuff. And yet, the whole industry is going to go towards AI-generated models who are going to look freaking perfect. Yep, that's right. So at some point, AI is going to have to make fat models. <laughs> well, they can. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, they can. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, but I, I can see that. If you're too much of a pain in the ass, why do I need you? That's the overall point of my story. Sure. That's the point that I wanted to bring out, is that 
if if you're being a pain and if you're being a diva and if you are throwing tantrums, guess what? You you can be replaced. Well, yeah, and it, look, it's not just the modeling. That, that's the top of the pyramid, but if you're in your job it's and everywhere. you're a pain in the ass. It's everywhere. And you're a complainer or you want more money because you can't buy bread or whatever or, or pay the pesky rent. Yep. We don't need you. I can get an AI. Bill Gates was saying over the weekend that uh, AI is going to lead to a three-day work week because you're not going to need as many human beings doing stuff. Well, let's uh, look at another story that we've been dealing with in the past couple of days. Cyber Monday was yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's kind of pointless. Cyber <laughs> Friday was really, Black Friday was really Cyber Friday. Right, right. And I said, and I, Nancy and I had this conversation. We were at Walmart last week when we were buying stuff for Thanksgiving. All these Walmart stores are going to be distribution warehouses. They're going right. to be on every, they're on every corner every neighborhood of walmart is they're going to close i I bet you they're going to close those off to the public right now when you go into a walmart or even an heb you run into those people that are taking stuff they're employees of heb or walmart and and they're putting it on the cart for curbside or for delivery right you see those people in those stores all the time right okay so when they're ready to make that transition and close all that off and make that a distribution warehouse Guess what? There's not going to be the people that are going to be pushing those carts inside of there, putting the stuff on the cart for delivery. Right. No, that's going to be a robot. Yeah, that's going it to be will. an AI robot, and it's going to save Walmart and HEB a ton of money. N- yeah. Plus, as Don brought up yesterday, when we were talking about it. You avoid all this smash and grab stuff. Well, in a sense, you yeah. I mean, you would because there's nothing to smash and grab. It's being handed to you through a window by a robot, or brought to your front door, or brought to your front door. So yeah, you'll you'll why deal with that hassle? Why deal with the hassle of shoplifting and smashing and grabbing when you can machine, you know, just machine the hell out of it? <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, look, that's the path we're on. That is a path. I can't remember, I'm very quickly, I can't remember who put out this report, but I saw it over the weekend of like 25 things that the human race is not going to be able to turn away from or turn back from. It's not going to you know, cause us to go extinct. But it's going to diminish our ability to live our lives. And one of them was the transition of AI into the workplace and into manufacturing and into data processing and just telling people how to live their lives. It's, in other words, like when Elon said, by the time the big bad thing happens, it'll be too late to do anything about it because it's going to happen so fast. And I think that's what this report was talking about. This stuff is happening so fast. That one day you're going to wake up and you don't have a job, you aren't, you, you can't drive anywhere, you can't. Everything is going to be AI and and robots basically, and it's something the human race will not be able to undo once it happens. I think out out of all this, and there's going to be, as I said, good and bad because they're going to be. It's going to be able to solve uh, diseases and stuff like that. It's it it will figure. You'll be able to say to it, cure cancer. And you know what? It'll be able to do it. It'll be able to figure out how to cure cancer or whatever. Then at that point, the biggest fight that we're going to have is medical ethics. We're going to have to figure out whether somebody should live 500 years. Well, I, I agree. And I, I, well, or 70. Uh, when it, you know, I mean, if you've had an elderly parent, parent that dies, you've got to have the conversation about quality of life. But if we can solve diseases, so it, cure diseases, yeah, people can live for hundreds of years, should live. we? Well, yeah, but who's going to deserve that treatment and who isn't? Well, that, see, that's the other one, and isn't the, it? If the AI's making the call, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people that just ain't going to get that cure for cancer. Or if there's one guy in D.C. making that call. I, I, right? I think the guy in D.C. goes away. I think that's Good. the big bad thing that happens Good. is that it does take over in decision-making, no matter what industry or field of life you're talking about. And once that kicks in, we're screwed, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> so just so you'll know, happy, if you're, if, yeah, right. If you think you're looking at that supermodel on the page, oh yeah, she's not real. No. Or wearing rhyme in a minute, KTSA. It's no secret that interest rates have risen dramatically.